North Omaha History Podcast made possible by our patrons Jay Hanna, Wanda Lewis, Ian Schneider, Lori Schwartz, Christine Gerber, Jody Lavallo, Jim Collison, and Great Plains Black History Museum, open Thursday through Saturday, 1 to 5 at 2221 North 24th Street. Please go to patreon.com slash Omaha and become a patron for as little as a dollar a month. We'll give you a free gift. Welcome to the North Omaha History Podcast with noted author and historian Adam Fletcher Sassy. Each week, Adam takes you on a guided tour through Omaha's dynamic past. Lynchings, shootings, and hangings occurred in Omaha City before the Nebraska Territory was founded in 1854. The Omaha Claim Club, made up of the city's founding fathers, was notorious for using intimidation, threats, and drownings in order to enforce their will. In 1860, the U.S. Supreme Court made their actions illegal, so they had to find other means to enforce their notions of justice. In 1863, the Nebraska Territory held its first legal execution in North Omaha. Adam, tell us more about that. It was a hot day in June when a kid named Horace Wilson was walking on the edge of the Missouri River by the old uh, Sulphur Springs boat landing, Steve. The Sulphur Springs boat landing was right down on the Missouri River, which at that point flowed through present-day Carter Lake. And uh, the Sulphur Springs boat landing, it wasn't a very busy place. Uh, It was connected to the old town of Saratoga, and it didn't really work out to be a busy place. But all the same, uh, this kid's walking along Horace, and he's right along... There's Carter Lake Boulevard right there. He's about walking along there, north of Locust Street and south of Lothrop Street. So he's walking along, along the edge of the river, and he comes across some grasses and looks over, and he sees, wrapped in two log chains, a body laying in the hot June heat. He freaks out, goes and yells for help. The sheriff ends up coming. They ended up discovering the body of a man named Isaac Neff. Isaac Neff uh, was an interesting guy. He was a businessman who came to Omaha uh, to become a warehouser. Uh, These guys were called jobbers back then. And basically, the jobbers were bringing supplies from Omaha to Denver. Uh, And Isaac Neff had gone into business uh, with another guy. And uh, he was working in Omaha when his body was found, June of 1863. It seemed that just a week before that, Isaac Neff had shown up in Omaha uh, with a former Kansas Territory legislator. That's right. A guy named Cyrus Tater uh, was a member of the Kansas legislature in 1858. And he had gone to Kansas from New York State uh, to become a lawyer. Uh, He was elected the judge of Likens County, Kansas in 1857 and got elected to the legislature in 1858 and got married and had a baby. And well, good old judge Taylor was a busy guy, got judge Tater, but Tater got tied in with his business with Neff. And unfortunately he was still in business with him that hot day in June when the kid found the body of Isaac Neff right down in Sulphur Springs. 
it turned out that uh, Tater took off. Uh, he took he left town without Isaac Neff. He took the wagons and horses and he brought them up to Florence, the town of Florence, about three or four miles north of Saratoga. And he tried to sell off the wagon there. It didn't work. So he ditched the wagon and horses just outside of the town of Saratoga. He got in onto the rest of the horses in a smaller wagon and he went off out of town. He went a week west of Omaha and got all the way to the town of Columbus. Uh, well, unfortunately for him, Tom Sutton, the sheriff of Douglas County, caught up to him. There was a crossing on the Platte River there at uh, Columbus that was called Shins Ferry. And Tater took off in the wagon, took off with some of the goods, not all of them. And he got to Shins Ferry before Sheriff Sutton caught up with him. But when he did, trouble came down. Tater was indicted on June 17th, brought back to Douglas County, and uh, tried for uh, the murder of Isaac Neff. They found a big wad of money in his pocket, the sheriff did, and uh, thought that this was pretty damning evidence. Um, other people ended up sounding off in the whole case and, Basically, uh, there was a guy in Florence um, whose name was Herbert Kimmel. He was one of the Mormon leaders in Florence who had stayed around town to um, help Mormon immigrants come through a decade after uh, the Mormons had founded Cutler's Park and later on uh, Winter Quarter right there at Florence. Anyway, Herbert Kimmel testified against Tater and said that Tater tried to sell him the wagons, tried to sell him the goods, tried to sell him a team of horses, but Kimmel only bought the horses and he didn't buy the wagons. And that gave Tater his load of money. Well, basically, uh, when he, he was found with the wad of money, he also had some of Neff's cattle and some of the, the effects, you know, the stuff that belonged to Neff and some of the goods, um, that were owned by Neff. The court found, found Tater guilty of theft and the murder of Isaac Neff. Now, an interesting side note is that Judge George B. Lake was the, uh, the prosecuting lawyer in the case against Tater. And uh, later on, Lake went on to buy some land uh, near 24th Street and the street that would soon have his name. Lake Street. So it's all tying together this North Omaha history. Anyway, long story short, Cyrus Tater was found guilty. The former judge from Kansas, the former legislator from Kansas Territory, well, he didn't stand a chance. And basically, he was sentenced to be hanged on August 28, 1863. Now, they chose a site near 16th and Locust Streets in present-day North Omaha where the murder allegedly happened and the wagons were found. And I'm going to tell you right now, that was at 14th and Lothrop, right up on the edge of the cliff, overlooking what was then the Missouri River um, itself and today's Carter Lake. They built a gigantic hanging device contraption right there. It was a story high, had stairs leading up to it, and it was built just for this particular incident. That morning, hundreds of people gathered around the um, site of the hanging 
the gallows was made of four by fours and lumber and hundreds and hundreds of people gathered around. They ended up calling in the army from the uh, Omaha uh, military base that was right there uh, before it was Fort Omaha. It was right down uh, downtown almost. And they called in an army general, uh, his brigadier, brigadier general McKean. He had fought in the civil war and, uh, was involved in a variety of the Indian battles. Uh, and basically Thomas McKean brought 40 soldiers to preserve order during the first execution in the territory. Apparently the road to Saratoga, which we know today is North 16th street, was lined up. It had buggies and wagons and people of all ages and uh, African-American and white people, people on horseback, people on foot, men and women and children, the whole thing. This was the biggest event going on in Omaha. And reports from the time said that there were 2,000 people who came to watch this thing. So the soldiers were needed to create order in the crowd. They made a circle around the gallows and Tater was walked up. Um, Sutton himself placed the rope around Tater's neck. Um, Sheriff Sutton placed the rope around Tater's neck. And a man named Marshall Riley um, tied his hands behind his back. Sutton pulled the black hood over Tater's head. And there was a minister who sat on one side of Tater. While the sheriff and the marshal sat on the opposite side. Before the, uh, the knot was fixed the last time, Cyrus Tater was given the right of his last words. Tater called to God to say that he was an innocent man, that he hadn't murdered Isaac Neff, and they didn't know who did. And then, exactly at 1 p.m. on that fateful day, Cyrus Tater was executed. The rope fell. Cyrus, didn't, Cyrus died quickly. They let his body hang for a while because that was the custom 22 minutes. Then they lowered it down, put it in a coffin. And they sent it back downtown to be claimed by his family. Apparently, his wife came up from Kansas and was so distraught that she couldn't claim the body immediately. It took some time. That's the story of the first execution in the Nebraska Territory and in the state of Nebraska. And it happened right in North Omaha, Steve. Thanks for listening to the North Omaha History Podcast with noted author and historian Adam Fletcher Sassy. Join us next week as Adam takes you on another guided tour through Omaha's dynamic past.